Psalm 79 tonight. Psalm 79 tonight. Uh, today we, we're, we are living in a world of mess. Uh, I mean, you get to the point where people are afraid to go out. People afraid. People are actually afraid to say something that it might offend somebody that you didn't intend to offend. I mean, we're, we're changing the names of everything so we satisfy the need of some. But we're like we was talking a while ago. Just because you change the name of something, it's not going to change the heart. And we need some heart changing. We need some people's heart to be changed, not mindset, not what they think. The hearts need to be changed. And it's a sad world we live in that we think that we have to do things to please people. So tonight I'm going to preach on when the heathens take the streets. <laughs> when the heathens take the streets. Psalm 79 says, God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. The holy temple have thou defiled, and they laid Jerusalem on heat. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven, the flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the earth. Thy blood have thou shed like water around about Jerusalem, and thy none was to bury them. We, have, we are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and the derision of them that are around about us. How long, Lord, will thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that they have not known thee, and upon the kingdom that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob, and they laid waste his dwelling place. O oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God, of our salvation for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is thy God? Let him be known among the heathen in the sight of the avenging of the blood of thy servants, which is shed. Let the sighting of the prisoners come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve thou those that are appointed to die. And to render unto the neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach with, wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. So we thy people and sheep of thy pastors will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to be able to help us, strengthen us, Lord, in this day in which we live in. Lord, I understand the chaos that's in this world. But, Lord, we know that you're still in charge. And help us to be what we need to be. Empty myself and fill with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Here in this psalm, Asaph cries out to God. Uh, the heathens have taken the streets of Jerusalem. They have destroyed the temple. They have slaughtered the people. They have broken down the walls. They burnt the buildings. And they sounds a lot like America today, doesn't it? So Asaph cries out to God. And I want you to notice some things in verse 1 through 4. Asaph talks about the pain of Israel. He reveals when the heathens and pagans come into the city and how it affected the city of God. You know the Bible talks about the wicked. The wicked uh, shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. 
But the Bible also says that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. So there's a vast difference between when the heathens and the pagans are unruled than it is when God's people are unruled. There's a difference in this world when God's people are in control. He talks about how it affects the sanctuary. In verse 1 he said, The heathens are coming to thy inheritance. The holy temple have thou defiled. I've never seen any day that we have today where God's people are being defiled in the house of God. Can I say the heathens have no regard, no respect, and no reverence for the church of God. Uh, there was a post the other day where they had defiled the outside of a church, uh, the Shady Grove Baptist Church, and they wrote on that some obscene things. Uh, we're living in that day. They have, they have no uh, reverence for the church, and they have no reverence for God. They have no reverence for the authority of God today. They do not recognize the Bible or the Word of God today. They want to do away with prayer. They want to do away with the Bible. They want to do with anything that reminds them that there is a God in heaven. The Bible said that they don't like to retain God in their knowledge. He talks about how it affects the temple and the city. They have laid Jerusalem on heats. They're destroying the city of God, a place of worship. Uh, whenever a Jew talks about Jerusalem, though it comes to their mind, it comes to the place, a worship where they can go and worship and praise God. But the heathens have no regards for the things of God. They have destroyed the city and the temple of God. Does that not sound like America today? He talks about how it affects the servants in verse number two, the dead bodies of thy servants have they given unto be the meat unto the fowls of the heaven. They have no regards, no respect for the people of God, the men of God that were called by God. They have no respect for the prophets of God or the preachers of God. They're being killed. And listen, the pagan world will have no respect for the men of God. They have no respect for those that stand on the principles of God. And they have no respect for those who preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he talks about how it affects the saints. The flesh of thy saints unto the brethren, beasts of the earth. So if they don't have respect for the men of God, the prophets of God, and the preachers of God, then certainly they're not going to have any respect for those who love and serve God. So Israel is suffering this pain in the city is being destroyed, is being burnt. The saints of God experience persecution, and they've always, and that's been evidence throughout the Bible. We read that God's people always suffer persecution in their life. Paul told Timothy, Yea, in all that we live godly in Christ, Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you live for God in this world, the heathens, the pagans of this world will mock you. They will make fun of you. But I am glad the Bible reminds us, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. When the wicked rule, the saints of God are going to be affected. Amen. 
Listen, they don't mind them marching in the streets. Uh, and they don't mind them going to the liquor stores. But let me tell you, they're trying to shut the church down. They're trying to silence the word of God. They're trying to silence the people of God, the men of God, the preaching of God. They're trying to silence it down. They don't want you to be out in this world today. They don't want you to come to the house of God and worship anymore. They're trying to shut it down. He said in verse 4, we've become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are around about us. He said the scornful are having a heyday today. They're having a, a party because the temple is being destroyed, because Jerusalem is laying in waste. The saints are being persecuted. The men of God are being killed. The heathen has taken the streets. They want to destroy the things of God. They want to do away with anything that reminds them of who God is and what God stands for. So we see the pain of Israel. This is the pain they're going through. In verses 5 through 12, we see the prayer of Israel. And I'll get to that in just a minute. I'll get back to that. But since that, when it says, I want you to look at verse number 13. We see the praise of Israel. So we, thy people and sheep of thy pasture, will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. Asaph said, God, if you will help us, if you will deliver us from this heathens that have come into our city and, and taken away your name and taken away your people. Uh, he said, God, uh, if you will help us, we will praise you. Uh, we'll give you mighty things. Uh, we'll thank and magnify you for what you've done. We'll give you the glory and the honor. And not just now. He says, we won't just glorify you now, but we're going to teach our generation after generation to give you the glory and a praise for the forever and ever that's a good good approach in the day that we live in today we ought to be a people of praise we ought to be a people of magnified god and no matter what the circumstances we're going through no matter what we're facing in life we ought to praise god it's easy to get discouraged and defeated in this world today. It is easy to look around and see the things that's happening in this place in this country and allow them to affect our worship and affect our mindset. But if we just take the time and look around and see God in all things and see what God is doing, no matter what is taking place, we ought to be able to praise God in the circumstance we were in. The world is in chaos. Because the world does not know God. The Bible said in Isaiah, there's no peace. Said my God, so the wicked. But he that are saved, those that are bought by the blood, those are washed and on their way to heaven. Apostle Paul said, laying in a prison cell, and he's uh, shackled in that prison cell, says, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding, shall keep thy hearts 
and our minds through Jesus Christ. For those that uh, know Christ, no matter what the circumstances is, no matter what you're facing, the peace of God should keep your heart that you understand, hey, uh, God is still in charge. In John chapter 14, Jesus talks about the tribulation that's in this world. He says, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have those that hate you. But also in John chapter 14, he said, peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let you be afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not told us to be afraid. And we don't have to have trouble in our life Neither to be afraid. God said, hey, he has given us peace in this life. We can still praise God and magnify God. We can still be positive with a positive attitude in a world that's living in chaos today. The heathens of this world has a different agenda than you and I do. But we must stay focused on the faith that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I see that Asaph allows the circumstances to drive him to his knees. Oh, that's a good place where America needs to be at tonight. I pray that America would look around and see what's going on. And I pray those that in the church and those who are bought by the blood will look around and see what's going on and drive us to our knees that we will call out and cry out to an almighty God. Because it's not going to change by my words. It's not going to be changed by your words. It's not going to be changed by the government. It's not going to be changed by the president. But it's going to be changed by God and God only is the one going to change it. We need to be drove to our knees that we get down and with a burden and cry out to God tonight. And that certainly should stir us up. Lord, I see the chaos. I see the, the things that's happening. I, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't turn the TV on anymore because it upsets me. But it ought to drive us to our knees that we call out to God. God, you're the one. I believe everything that's happening in this world today is setting the stage for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the repercussion. Listen, this is the repercussion for a nation that has turned its back on God. That does not line up with the world, but let me tell you what it lines up with the word of God. All of this in Psalm 79 is because the people of God we're not where they should have been. And, and I think that is the day. I think we're going through the same thing today because the people of God today are not where they should be at. Until, like we do like Asaph, until we get a burden, until we see what's going on and drove to our knees and cry out to God, this stuff is still going to happen in this world. There he is. The praise of God. I want to look at the prayer of Asaph real quick. I believe that the same prayer that Asaph prays is the same prayer that you and I need to pray. I believe it's the same prayer that America needs to pray. I believe it's the same prayer that every church needs to pray. 
The heathens want to destroy the things of God. In verse 5, he prays, Lord, forgive us. How long, Lord, will thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? In verse 6, he, he, he asked God to pour out his wrath on the heathens. And in verse 8, he said, Oh, remember not against us our former iniquities. Let thy tender mercy speedily prevent us from we are brought very low. Asaph, pray, Asaph prays, God forgive us. He talks about the anger and jealousy of God because he recognized the pain and suffering that God's people are going through. The destruction, the death, the, the, the chaos that's going on, the bloodshed that's been shed. Uh, and Asaph recognized all of this is not because of the heathen. It's not because what they're doing out there. It's because the people of God has got iniquity in their life and has came into the temple and God is not happy with it. I pray that people will open their eyes and take an inventory. The church would take a, a, a evaluate of where they're at spiritually tonight. Things are not going to get better in our nation until God's people get back to where they should be, on their knees praying and asking God. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says it all. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and until we do that, until we humble ourselves, until we see the chaos that's in this world, until every Christian get down on their knees and humble themselves, Lord God, forgive me for whatever iniquity I have in my life. I need to get down on my knees. Lord, here I am. Until we get down and humble ourselves and pray to God and turn from our wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Forgive thee their sins and heal thy land. Until we're willing to deal with the sin in our lives, we'll never see the heathen in this world deal with the sin in their life. I don't agree with what's happening in this world. But what's happening in this world is a product of wicked ruling in this country. America needs a great awakening. Not more money. Don't send money. Don't give this. We don't need a lot of this. We don't need a bunch of armies coming in. Take control of things. The church has been rocked to sleep. We've gone into a slumber. We need a breath of God. In our lives. In our church again. Asap prayer is Lord Forgive us, not them. It's not them, it's us, God. He said, that, let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us. We need the mercies of God tonight. We all can say, I, I, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I made the mistakes in my walk. I, I've taken things for granted Things that have been taken away. We need to ask God for mercy. 
If we repent, he'll give us that clean slate. Maybe we have been caught up in a lot of things that's going on around us. And I've been there. I've been where things distracted my walk with God. I have just not been the place where I should have been. Can you last remember the last time you fell on your face and asked God forgive you of your sin? I understand we're perfect. I understand we're Christians. We have no sin in our life. I understand that. And right now you ought to get on your face and call out to God because every one of you lying. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. And, and until we do that, until hey, I, I've come complacent about asking God to forgive me, and if I don't ask God to forgive me of my sins, I, I can't pray for anybody else. I cannot help anybody else. I've got to get a clean slate with God. God, you've got to wipe me clean. I need to ask God, forgive me of my iniquities. And then he said, Lord, help us in verse 9. Help us, O God, thou salvation for the glory of thy name. We need God's help, don't we? We need God's help this hour. I believe God is bringing the circumstances that we're going through, that we're facing to a place where we realize it doesn't take a whole lot to shut this country down. It doesn't. It doesn't take a whole lot to get it turned upside down. We need God's help in this hour that we live. We need to realize that we're not strong enough. We're not good enough. It's going to take an almighty God to take things that's been turned upside down and write them back up again. Can I say this? God doesn't need any of us. He doesn't need any of us. God doesn't need America. But America surely needs God tonight. You and I need God tonight. People need God tonight. The only thing that's staying back the hand of hell and the hounds of hell is the hand of God. It's the only thing. The reason why the reason why we still be able to stand here and, and, and be in the pulpit and why you can sit in the pews is because the hand of God is staying back. But I'm telling you, there's going to be a day that hand's going to be pulled away. Chaos is going to run free. The hounds of hell is going to run free. It's going to come. And let me just say, you've got to be right. You've got to pray. God, forgive me. Repent of your sins. You've got to get right with God. ASAP said, Lord, help us. Then he prays. Revenges. Verse 10. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is thy God? Boy, I've heard that so many times here lately, and that's better. But where's your God at? You see all this stuff going on, where's your God at? I see he's still God. He's still on the throne. What do you mean he's still on the throne? This world's still here, ain't it? My Bible says it's going to be burnt. It ain't burnt yet, so God's still in control of it. Let him be known among the heathens in our sight by revenging of the blood of thy servants, which is shed. Let the 
sighting of the prisoners come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Observe thou that those that are appointed to die and render the, our neighbors sevenfold unto their blue, bosom the, of the reproach wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. Have you ever studied the prayers in the Old Testament in the, just in the Psalms? These men in the Psalms were bold. They didn't pray, Lord, help them. Lord, reach out and touch them, help them. No, they, Lord, kill them. Rip them up. Shed the blood. Throw them to the lions. Run over them, Lord. No, they didn't pray like that. Had some brass praying when you pray that, buddy. Now, I know that's in the Old Testament. They're still under the law. We're under the grace. And we should not be praying, Lord, take them out, chop them up, throw them aside. No, we got to pray for the Lord, help them. Lord, reach out to them. Amen. Now, there's sometimes I feel like praying, Lord, you need to take them out. You need to just get rid of them. But you got to pray for them. We're under the grace. We need to pray, God, have grace, have mercy. God has grace on your life. When you was out in the center, hey, you say, well, I've never been as bad as them. I've never done the things they have done. Yet you was a sinner lost without God on your way to hell. You were just as bad as these were. And God still reached out and touched you. Somebody prayed grace to your life. They weren't praying, oh, Lord, kill them. Now I imagine there's prophets and heathens in this world come, Lord, you need to take them people out. They're getting on my nerves and knocking on my doors. You need to get rid of them, Lord. We need to pray grace for them. Asap is praying, God, avenge me. And let me just say this. God will avenge his people. So what you and I should do is when the heathens take the streets, when the heathens is controlling and running amok, the first thing we need to do is pray. Pray. Lord, forgive us. The second thing we ought to do is to pray. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Then we ought to pray, Lord, drive them out. Get them out of the temple. Get them out of the city. Drive my life. God will revenge his people. Now, let me just say this, and I'll close with this. America is not innocent of what's going on today. Killing babies in the wounds, perverted, allowed to be running amok. What used to be evil is now good, and what was good is now evil. What used to be right is wrong now. What used to be wrong is now right. America is not innocent. In it. And don't think America is not going to be punished for her crimes. God's going to avenge his people. And it's going to go against everything. All those who stand against God, God's wrath is coming. America's is starting to, I, I, I still pray for the government. We need to pray for our government. You need to pray for everybody in the government. And, and, I, lo, and they, I love it, the fact that we still stand with Israel. But you need to pray. Because when we stop standing with Israel, God's wrath's coming. God's wrath's coming. When the heathens take the streets, you shouldn't run out and join them. Amen. 
You shouldn't stand there and try to provoke them. You need to find yourself on your knees praying. Maybe what's happening in this world, maybe what's happening in our nation today is not because of them, but because of the lack of prayer in the church. God's people are not where they're at. There's too much sin in the church today. Churches are not pure like they should be. The power of God is not in the church anymore. The authority of God is not in the church no more because we stepped away from God. If we get right with God, if we get back where we should be, I love to see this community here change because people got on their knees and prayed, Lord, help us, help us. And it's going to start at one person at a time, one church at a time, one state at a time. Help us, O oh Lord. We need your help tonight.